Hello again. My name is Charles Sargent. I'd like to welcome you to my podcast, Sins of Henry County, Episode 7. We seem to be moving along. In the last episode, we covered how Tommy Floyd revealed more information than the jury ever heard in two murder trials about the facts revolving around the shotgun shell. It was the shell evidence that sent Jerry Banks to death row. Now, today's episode, I'll be covering basically a deathbed confession. Technically, could be two deathbed confessions, one to one person and both to me, if that makes sense. I'm not sure that it does. Let me explain. After Jerry Bank had been released from prison on that so-called technicality, After he was released from prison three months later, him and his wife were found shot dead in their front yard. A year later, the sheriff, Jimmy Glass, went to prison for the drug trafficking that he ultimately was trying so hard to protect, including the murders Marvin King and Melanie Ann Hartsfield. Now, I had a call around 2018 from a lady who was in the center of the fold. She was in the center of all the activities in Henry County Sheriff's Department. She was Jimmy Glass's secretary. And she testified against Jimmy Glass in a federal trial. She also had been Jimmy Glass's secretary for years. She dated for eight years Sheriff's Deputy Billy Payne, who is covered in my book. And she ultimately married Ted Ray. Ted Ray is the uh, Henry County Sheriff's officer that found the third shell when they went back and did a second search of the crime scene a month after the murders. But when Ted Ray picked up his shell, he took the time to take a ballpoint pen. He wrote his initial in it. That tells me that he suspected that there had been some switching of the shells in the Jerry Banks murder case. And to make sure that his shell did not get switched, he wrote his initial in it. Now, this lady called me up, and like I said, she was Jimmy Glass's secretary, dated Billy Payne, married Ted Ray for 29 years. And I answered the phone, and she explained to me that she had some information that had to be told. She informed me, she informed me that she was dying of cancer, and she wanted me to know the truth. Now, I was talking to her on my cell phone 
And I said, oh my God, I've got to figure out something quick because I wanted to record every word she said, whether she wanted me to or not. So I told her I needed to call her right back. I got her number and I took my telephone and cut on my recording device. I can record but I can't record while I'm talking on a telephone. So I called her back on my wife's phone and recorded her on my phone. Now she asked me, I don't want to be recorded or something like that. Then later she said, are you recording me? And I said, yes. But she never quit talking. I told her, yes, I was recording her. But she never quit talking. So I didn't stop recording. I told her I would not use her name, and I'm not. But anyway, I want you to listen to this lady's statement to me. She had basically a confession from Billy Payne, and it could, be, it could have been a, de a deathbed confession from him to her, or it could have been just plain conversation that he wanted her to know just what he had done. Now, before I play this recording, we need to know something about Billy Payne. I was told by a fellow police officer under Jimmy Glass, under Henry County Sheriff's Department, who served along with Billy Payne. And he told me in investigating and writing of my book that Jimmy Glass had him run over and killed. I don't know that to be true. But I do know one thing. He told me that Billy Payne could not live with what they were doing to Jerry Banks sending him to death row to die in the electric chair for something he didn't do and that he had a part in it. Now, this lady saying that Billy Payne was with her and stepped out in front of a vehicle and killed himself. But either way, something was bothering Billy Payne. And you'll also hear her talk about Jimmy Glass's trial. That Jimmy Glass's attorney told this lady not to even mention the name Billy Payne in this drug trial. Do not bring up Billy Payne or say one word about him. She was told it could open up a whole new can of worms. And I believe it was related to the murder of Marvin and Millie and, and the framing of Jerry Banks. Anyway, I'd like you to uh, listen closely to this to this phone call. Yes, uh, I had to call you back on a different phone. Oh, okay. Let me first say, I don't want to be recorded. Uh, if you do another book, I don't want my name in it. Okay. having any harm, any harm come to anybody. 
Thursday night when after the murder. Thursday, Thursday night of the murders. How did Jimmy Glass get the gun? Uh, Billy Payne got the gun. Jimmy Glass kept his hands off of everything. Okay, all right. So you say... Billy would have done. Right. Billy did anything Jimmy Glass did. Now, now, who told you that Billy Payne fired the gun? Billy. Okay. Well, I've got Tommy Floyd, who was the uh, arresting officer, uh, tells me that he fired the gun. Okay, in this recording, I couldn't believe what she was telling me. She was telling me that Billy Payne fired the gun and I said when and she said that night and my mind just wasn't clicking on all cylinders while I was talking to her. I was thinking that she was trying to tell me that Billy Payne walked up to Jerry Banks during the while the sheriff's department was there from six to nine processing the murder scene and that Billy Payne took Jerry's gun at that time and fired his gun because when she said Billy Payne fired that gun that night, I said, no. I said, no, that, that didn't happen. I, I wasn't aware that what she was talking about that when she said that night was actually 5 o'clock the next morning. And she said it was Billy Payne that took Jerry back home after being in the trailer, and that he took his boots and his gun. Now, Billy Payne told her he fired the gun. I think there was a bit of bloviating there um, to impress her. I, he may very well have fired the gun. I don't think so. It doesn't matter. I truly believe now that Tommy Floyd's version omitted any mention of Billy Payne because he was the most insignificant figure. He was, he was Jimmy Glass's yes sir man. It's very possible that it was Billy Payne went and got the gun and brought it to Philip Howard and Tommy Floyd and he may have been there. Now, Tommy Floyd said it was lead detective Philip Howard who fired the gun. I think Billy Payne just wanted to be, just wanted to paint a picture of him being involved and take the glory. So then I realized she's right, and I was wrong in arguing with her. Another thing about Billy Payne's boots, they, they took him in at midnight, took him to the station, sat there all night, and then took him home at 5 o'clock in the morning, asked him to get the shotgun and his boots. There were some footprints found at the murder scene, and they weren't Jerry. And they didn't want anybody to come up and say, well, Jerry's boots don't match any, any boot prints at the murder scene. So they confiscated his boots and never returned them. And when Philip Howard had an officer report to him at the murder scene, and said, we have footprints over here. Philip Howard didn't instruct the office to, do a, to pour a cast and save those footprints. He didn't ask him to take a picture of the footprints. He said, make a drawing on a piece of paper of the footprint. That was his answer to that problem. 
So, uh, in a small way, it was their way of uh, making sure that was never an issue. They confiscated Jerry Banks' boot and never gave them back to him. So, let's join into the tape here. Or 
documents or court records about Billy Payne's death. I was just told uh, that uh, Jimmy Glass had him killed. If I'm wrong on that, that's irrelevant. Well, that's irrelevant. Yeah. It, how Billy Payne died is irrelevant. Uh, was Tommy Floyd uh, an honest cop? spoke earlier when I said this recording was made I think around 2018 I think it was early 2019 and this lady passed away in 2019 she was at the center of the activities in the Henry County Sheriff's Department 1974 on through and it was very important for her clear her conscience well, she didn't do anything wrong, except not come forward. But it was very important for this lady to clear the air and prove that Jerry Banks was absolutely an innocent, an innocent human being. Now, I'd like to thank you for listening to my podcast. Again, I encourage you to, again, I encourage you to uh, let your friends and family and others be aware of this case. It has been covered up too long. Again, I apologize for being out of breath. I've got some more information coming up, so let me get on to doing my next episode. And again, I'd like to ask you to go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and give me a, a rating. And let's get this podcast up and get the attention to where people will start advertising this podcast on their apps. And again, I'd like to thank you very much for listening to this podcast. And we're going to move on to the next episode. Thank you.